Hello, introverted entrepreneurs and leaders. I am Patience Sukumbono, and I'm here to guide you on a transformational journey. If you have ever felt the fear of stepping into your leadership potential, battling self-doubt or struggling with overthinking, and the fear of being in the limelight, you are definitely in the right place. Together, we'll explore your unique strengths, help you create a presence in the marketplace, and build profitable, impactful businesses. We'll navigate the pathway to leadership, wealth, freedom, and confidence. Join me as we embrace the power of introversion, develop unwavering confidence, and transform your quiet strength into powerful impact. It's time for introverted women to rise, and it starts right here. Let's dive in. Welcome to Quietly Confident Introverts, your go-to show for introverted female entrepreneurs and leaders who want to succeed and be empowered. I'm glad to have you on this episode. And if you have been following so far, I am excited that you have been. And so far, we've been having a lot of fun talking about different things to help you develop your confidence, whether you're quiet, whether you're introverted, whether, I'll have to add, whether you're somebody who is a highly sensitive person. And we will, um, over time, talk about that as well. But really, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here on this episode. And like I said, if you have missed any other ones, please go check them all out. But today we want to talk about finding your happiness number. What is your happiness number? And so we want to look at that, but we also want to look at that in the context of how do you create your own happiness? You see, they say happiness is a choice. So if it is a choice, it is up to you to make the choice and then your choice will make you, right? So the reason why this is one of the topics I am addressing for this podcast is because I've been on that journey myself of trying to understand what it means to be happy. And it all came to a head last year when I had the time to do some self-coaching work. So what happened was I went on a journey of redoing a lot of my coaching training. And during that period, your first client as a coach is always yourself. So you got to test out what exactly you want to share with other people. So I took the time and did some self-coaching and was able to recognize what are the gaps on my journey. But then it really, I did that and I thought, okay, I'll start doing some work. Well, it really didn't come to a head until last year being my 25th wedding anniversary. I know I don't look old enough, right? (laughs) Yes. So being my 25th wedding anniversary, uh, and obviously those of you uh, watching, will be able to see me. But those of you listening, you just have to use your imagination as to how does she look having been married for 25 years. So basically, we traveled for our 25th wedding anniversary and we decided to treat ourselves to two weeks of holiday. And one of the places we went to is one of the places I had on my vision board that I wanted to go to, which is Phuket. I like the fact that there were lots of islands there and you could relax and enjoy yourself. So one of the evenings we were sitting on the beach and we were overlooking the beautiful sea. The water was just moving. 
But when I looked deep within, which is a gift for introverts, obviously we have a rich internal world, right? But we can also have darkness sitting in there. And many times the gift, of course, is that we have the strength to really tune inwards in that quietness, usually solitude and having a quiet space. That's what we're looking for, isn't it? So as I tuned inwards, I felt like I wasn't really present in the moment. I had anxiety and I had worry. And I thought, not in this place, not in this place, not in this beautiful place. Look at my view. What is going on? Well, you know, they say money cannot buy happiness. And some people have made a joke and said, it's because you don't have money. That's why you don't realize that money, <laughs> money it can buy happiness. But there is a lot of truth in it because if you look at a lot of people who have loads of money, they still have to be intentional about being happy. That is what I realized. So it wasn't about, I'm not saying that a holiday to Phuket was one of the most expensive I'd been because obviously if you travel down there, you realize that <laughs> being that so someone who lives in the UK the pound is very strong and you get a lot for your money. So you get a lot of good experiences. But that didn't figure a factor into how I was feeling. I was feeling really sad, feeling really upset. Um, and so I thought to myself, why is this? So when I came back, I started to do some work on myself. I made a decision that I was going to find out how I could choose happiness all the time. And that was where the idea of having a happiness number came about. But again, those that are linked to me, know me and follow me on social media, you will notice that I talk a lot about menopause because that's the stage of life that I am. So if you're not menopausal, of course, you've got a lot to look forward to and you can learn from those of us that have gone ahead. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're younger, you're not yet a menopausal woman or a man for that matter because they have uh, apparently menopause. So whichever stage you are at and you're listening to this, you will have changes and life will evolve. And one of the strangest things I notice is that you can just suddenly get moody when you are menopausal and it's all the hormones, the hormonal changes that you're experiencing. So evolution can cause problems with happiness. So what you want to do is to be able to find a way that you can control things. You want to find a way that you can feel happy because if happiness is a choice, you can put yourself in a state of happiness by deciding what that state looks like. So that is what I want to share and what I really want to talk about today and bring some awareness to and hopefully at the end of the day, help you to make your own choices about what happiness means to you. There are quotes that say, it is not what happens to you. It is how you allow what happens to you to shape your life that matters most in the long run. And that's why it's so important to define happiness, to define success. And one of my mentors, I always mention mentors because I'm also a mentor to a lot of introverted women. And mentorship is where you can bring in your experiences and share them with others. And one of my mentors, he always said this quote. He says, um, it's not about what life is either happening to you, for you, by you. 
the best place to be is to choose to take things that are happening to you as happening for you and to turn them around and use them as catalysts in your life. So one of the things I started doing this year is no matter how painful the experience, I've suffered bereavement, I've suffered ill health, I keep telling myself this is happening for me. It's happening for me. And as a person of faith, I would say things like all things are working together for good for me because I love God and I do the right things and I deserve positivity in my life. So I would say that to myself often. I'll say that to myself when I'm feeling low. So when it comes to the happiness number, I began to work on that. I began to do a lot of journaling around it and I will share with you what I do about it, but it looked like it's a new thing that I started. However, looking back, when I first started on my journey in coaching, I always used to work with my clients and ask them questions around what they felt was your sweet spot. You have blind spots. These are things you can't see that are holding you back, that are stopping you. Maybe other people can see them, and even a coach can get to decipher it either intuitively or through the things that you tell the coach as you're sitting in front of them talking. So you have blind spots and these blind spots can be the reason why you're unhappy. But you also, in the course of the work that you do on yourself, you get to discover what is my sweet spot. And the sweet spot is really that place between comfort and discomfort, balance and imbalance, pain and gain, risk and reward. So there is, unfortunately, you have to make effort to create happiness. You Many times you don't have to actually make effort to create sadness, although you can create sadness. It's like things can happen with outside of your control. But a lot of times to find happiness in an overwhelming world in a world that is full of a lot of different distractions, a lot of noise, you have to be intentional. And you move from intention to intentionality. So I said, intention is just having a desire to do something. Intentionality is putting action to it. So when you're looking at happiness number as well, I know I said number, but it will be a couple of numbers. It will be in different areas of your life. So you have to look at areas of your life and usually you can look at at least eight or nine. I can give you examples, which is health, relationships, financial freedom, spiritual, career, fun, adventure, etc. You choose what matters most to you at the stage of life that you are at and what you want to do with the happiness number. So let's let's take, for example, I want to just dive into talking about three out of the ones that examples that I mentioned. So you have health, for, for example. For me, like I said, health has been a challenge for a couple of years. It started out when my mom died. And then last year, I realized I just suddenly it came to a head. My mom died about nine years ago. And I didn't realize at the time that the trauma actually triggered something. And apparently, sometimes you can experience early menopause because of trauma. 
I was very traumatized by the whole thing. And as a result of that, I started having different kind of unexplainable symptoms. Well, it came to a head last year where I really felt like things were getting too tough and difficult and life was difficult. I struggled through last year. Coming into this year, um, my doctors weren't happy with my health, so I needed to start working. But I chose to go down the coaching route to work with them, to go down the coaching route, to work on behavioral change. I, I believe totally that in each season of life, it is time to evolve. As they say, <laughs> the, the, when the, just when the butterfly thought that things were over or things were difficult, uh, when the caterpillar thought that things are difficult and going south, uh, he, he realized that it was transforming into a butterfly and there would be wings and they'll be able to fly. But that transformation is an essential part of the evolution when you have challenges. It's an essential part of taking what happens around you, what's happening, and say it's happening for me, not just to me or against me. And that's exactly what I did. So for health, you can consider areas like sleep, rest, weight gain, which happens a lot in menopause, energy, water. So I started to look at all of these areas and say, what is my happiness number in these areas? Sleep gets affected when you are menopausal. Some people don't have symptoms or they don't notice the symptoms at all. But I felt like there were some extreme things. Now, you might not be going through menopause. You might be having difficulty at work. You might be having challenges here and there. You might be having things that are knocking your confidence, affecting your quality of life. And as a result, you are not sleeping very well. Or you might have bad habits that you don't realize, like a lot of introverts and highly sensitive people get affected by caffeine. And at some point, you've got to recognize that and stop. So give yourself a check on that one. So I asked myself, I can't do anything about the sleep at the moment. I can either take sleep tablets or I can form new habits. But what is my sweet number for sleep? What is that sweet number of hours by which when I get them, I can function? On a scale of one to 10, what do I want that number to be? And so I began to think about it. Unlike most people, I started to look at how I was sleeping and how I was feeling after I sleep and wake up. And I realized that with four or five hours, yes, I do get tired during the day, but I can cope. But then I can add a couple of hours during the day. So you need, you need structure, you need strategy to achieve your happiness number. And I arrived at a happiness number somewhere between five and seven. And at the time, I didn't realize that apparently the older you get, the less of things you need. There is good news uh, in the sense that for health, for example, when I was younger, when, you, when I go to the gym, they would talk about the number of, you know, your heart rate and what your heart rate needs to be to have fat burn, to, to, to be working at performance level and go up and up on different levels. I didn't realize it until uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was standing on my treadmill and I realized that that, uh, that standard or the level is now lower for me because I'm in, moving on in age and 50s. So it's good news to say that if I just do a certain level, 
but in the past, I was thinking before that it had to be, you know, a high level. And I was operating from the level of when I was in my 30s. And unfortunately, that led to some kind of burnout. The body does not know the difference between the stress that you are putting it under and the stress that is coming from somewhere else. Just knows that it's stress. So pushing myself beyond a certain level was not helping my health. When I stood on the treadmill and realized that actually, when my heart rate gets to a certain level, which is at least 20 or 30 notches down compared to in my younger years, I would start getting results. So that became like a happiness number when I get on the treadmill or when I have my wristwatch on me monitoring my heart rate, my fat burn level, once I get there, I know that I'm doing great. Knowing your happiness level for different things helps you to celebrate yourself, to feel that you are making great progress. And that's exactly why you need to know your happiness levels. I have a happiness level for the weight I want to achieve. And I have decided that the the way that I'm going to achieve it has to also be a happy way. It's not a deprived way because I have spent all my life trying to get here and the next episode we'll be talking about wealth creation if you have spent all your life working hard it's not to start starving yourself isn't it because i follow a um a fitness person sean t i don't know if you you guys have heard of him and he was very extreme (laughs) a couple of years ago he did lots of extreme videos these days He's, he's gone a different route. He's created a new a new fitness uh, program called Dig Deeper. And I like the, the phrase Dig Deeper. And he talks about not focusing on weight, but focusing on your body composition. Why is that an important message right now? So it's important because my happiness number will be the level of fat and the level of muscle because In my 50s right now, what is vital is for me to build muscle because what's happening with the hormones is that it's depleting certain things and I need the muscle to help my bones because of osteoporosis. Now, that's a lot of information if you're not menopausal. Don't switch off. Find what works for you. Find what is important for you. What's that happiness number when it comes to health? So that's health. So what other area? How about relationships? You can think of the number of close friends you want to have, especially for introverts. We are not into lots of friends. We have some few quality close friendships that we want to maintain. So how many are your sweet spot? How many are your happiness number? Uh, It's not like McDonald's where you have chicken nuggets, or it could be, you know, how many numbers of chicken nuggets are in the happiness meal, for example, which is not always happy because children will eat it and still cry (laughs) and it doesn't work. So if you're in business, what number of events and networking do you want to attend to build relationships for yourself? If you're in business, if you're in the corporate space, why do you want to do that? How many a week can you tolerate? How many people, when you get there, can you talk to? Those are the ways to look at happiness number. You want to look at partnerships. How many do you want to create? 
Why are they your happiness number? Or zero can be your happiness number. You are a lone, lone wolf. You don't like partnerships. You want to work on your own, but you want to collaborate with people in different ways. That's fine. That's your happiness number. But you got to figure it out so that when you're creating the structure and strategy for your business, you have that at the back of your mind. This is my happiness number. How many groups do you need to belong to? I have to say, and I'm going to be honest, I belong to a lot of groups, more groups than I feel that is my happiness number. So that is one of the areas I will be working on for next year. What's my happiness number? Asking myself, why am I in this group? What is it giving me? Which part of my life is it feeding? Or my strategy for my business? Where is it taking me? Where am I going? Is it a growth environment? When I, once I can do that, then I'll be able to decide how many are my happiness numbers. Then the rest, I have to decide how I'm going to handle the rest of the groups and be comfortable knowing that I can't belong to those groups anymore. So happiness can involve moving away from things that no longer serve you. The third one I want to do a bit of more dive into, which will also carry on for the next episode, is financial freedom. Financial freedom is not just money. It's not just defined only by money. It's defined by time. It's defined by profit. It's defined by location. I am somebody who has built a business that is international because I love to travel. I love the adventure of travel and the discovery of people with different cultures and the different practices. Even when I was in the corporate space working in internal audit, travel was part of what I enjoyed. Meeting interesting people was part of what I enjoyed. For me, the happiness number will be the kind of locations I want to go to. How many do I want to go to in a year? Then I'll be happy. How many places do I want to work? How much time do I want to spend in a day working? How many hours a week? How much time during the week do I want to work? And what days don't I want to work? So I love the four-hour work, work week by Tim Ferriss. If you haven't read the book, it's an interesting book, interesting concept with lots of ways that you can look at how you're working. I tend to say Fridays for me are days where I just focus on study and I don't take calls on those days. When you begin to think about the happiness, how many clients can you work with or customers can you work with? When it comes to the money that you want to make, Everybody talks about six figures. Everybody talks about millions. But start with what is my happiness number? And what, what does that happiness number entail? Does it entail me having a certain amount of money to go on holidays? I listened to someone recently who was talking about business blueprint. And he said that his happiness number for holidays is four. And I said, well, when I was in the corporate space and when my children were growing up, mine was three. I had to go on three, minimum of three holidays. So we would take holidays during the Easter, we'll take holidays during the summer, and we'll try to do something before Christmas or sometimes Christmas. So three was my happy number for, you know, taking time off holiday. And why is that linked to financial freedom? I had to fund it, right? So I had to find the money to fund those holidays. So this is how you start thinking 
my happiness number is linked to various things and my happiness number is not just one number it's a series of numbers for different areas and that can shift over time that can evolve over time having that number in mind if i sleep five hours today i'm fine so when somebody comes on and says oh i require my beauty sleep and i have eight hours they have their reasons. For example, Jeff Bezos says, I need my eight hours sleep, otherwise I can't function. And he explains why. So they say, start with why. So ask yourself why, why is this number important? That's so vital. And he explained that he is paid, he earns his money by making big critical decisions. And for him, they are overwhelming to his mind if he hasn't had enough sleep. And he has worked out that, he needs eight hours of sleep to be able to function. He said that a couple of years ago, whether that is the case now, because apparently as you get older, the sleep level gets less. That's based on research. That's based on a lot of medical things that have been said. Um, not going into those because that's not my area of expertise, but you get the picture. So we've talked a lot about the happiness number. How do you develop your own happiness number? How do you start to think about your number and put something in place? Let me share with you. So you decide, number one, I'll share with you three tips that will help you start thinking about yours. And especially if you plan to enter into 2024, having those numbers handy is so vital and is going to help you in your goal setting because now you have better clarity as to where you're going, why you're going, where you're going. And happiness is so vital for all of us in the sense that you don't have everything perfect, but that doesn't stop you from being happy. So the first out of the three is you decide the area of your life that needs a more strategic and structured approach. That means taking time to take a look at your whole life. The second is Think about scales on a scale of one to five or on a scale of one to 10, the lower number being, how am I feeling about this area at the moment? One, which is the lowest number, is being really unhappy. And 10 or five, whichever scale you decide to use, is being totally fulfilled and not requiring any action. Or, or you know, <laughs> you don't always have to have a 10 to feel that you are content because I tell people that there are interdependencies around things and if if getting a 10 somewhere is going to make you lose something that is linked to your values then you might just settle for a seven and feel that that's okay but you have to know why you have to define that number you have to be comfortable with that number for yourself so the third uh, you know thing to think about is what is my sweet spot and what number would I like it to be? If you currently have a number that you have given yourself, what number would you like it to be? And what is the action that you haven't taken? What are you not deleting from your life? So going back to my story of sitting by the beach, I recognized that, and at the time I didn't know that hormonal changes could affect me, but I then recognized that actually I could make a choice. I could choose how I felt and I could work on it. I could bring myself to a state. What was happening was I wasn't being present. 
I was away from the scenario in front of me, which was water and everything. I was in my mind, in my problems that I should have left behind. And I started to talk to myself about living in the present moment and taking it in. And all it took was for me to breathe in the fresh air. And as soon as I did that, I saw clearly what where I was sitting. And I started to apply a lot of gratitude to being able to experience what my eyes were seeing, what I, the fresh air I was breathing, the food I was eating, because I was getting fresh food from the sea. I began to count those things. And I put myself in a better state. I felt like I moved from a one to right up there to an eight or a nine in the way that I was feeling. And once I could set, decide how I was able to achieve that state, I started to work all throughout the holiday to maintain that state. So finding your happiness number is vital for you to decide what you want to do, where you want to go, and what you want to achieve. So that is so vital. That is so important. That is it for this episode. Uh, but I want to leave you with a quote from my journal. Journaling has been something that has helped me a lot on my journey in doing the exercises that I've done. So within my journal, which is on Amazon, if you want to check it out, it's a win your day journal, which is for introverted female entrepreneurs. And it says, nothing splendid has ever been achieved except by those who believe that something inside of them was superior to circumstance. So I'll say that again, nothing splendid has ever been achieved except by those who believe that something inside of them was superior to circumstance. So think about and meditate and think about this quote as you have listened to the whole uh, podcast on, or if you're watching this on YouTube, what will your happiness number be? How will you use this quote? And I then want you to remember that your introvert strengths are important to acknowledge. Those strengths of deep thinking, listening, introspection, and empathy. These are great, great qualities that are invaluable both in business and in leadership. And they also come in handy as you find a quiet space and do the work on yourself to be the best version of you. So take that time and do that work. Until the next episode where we'll be diving in and talking about strategies for wealth creation, I want you to own your strengths, trust your journey, and let your inner introverted leader shine. Take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Quietly Confident Introverts. If you found today's discussion valuable, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with others. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower introverted women leaders. Remember, you can also connect with me, Patience Sukumbono, at The Visionary Introverted Woman, where we are dedicated to helping you discover your inner strength and lead with purpose. Stay true to your vision. Embrace your introverted superpowers and let's make a lasting impact together. Until next time, stay confidently introverted.